You're listening to Idiots and Idioms with three guys who really have no business giving their opinions on anything, but we do it anyway. With me, Reese, the uh, poster boy for Gen Y. Hello. And the uh, Kaya McKid, Lockie. That's me. That's him. Good to be here. All right. I'll kick us off. Hit us. I don't know where I should put a voice on for this one or not. Put a Let's voice on. Right? Come on. Put some theatrics into it. I can put my normal voice on. All right. You do not like them, so you say. Try them. Try them. And you may. Okay, we're getting a bit... This is a Dr. Seuss kind of... <laughs> it is Dr. Seuss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You hit the nail on the head. But hey, can we, can Dr. You, Seuss is a wise doctor. Can you repeat the question, please? Yeah, I may. Uh, it's, you do not like them, so you say, try them, try them, and you may. Right, so we're in the green eggs and ham, surely. <laughs> I, I think it's I am Sam, to be honest. <laughs> uh, no, Sam I am. Yeah. Sam I am. That's yeah, green yeah. eggs and ham. Oh, okay. Well, I do not like them, Sam I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So... The moral of that story is that the I can't remember who the character is who's just not into the green eggs and ham, but Sam I am just keeps bullying him until eventually he gives in and has the green eggs and ham, and then he loves them. But he, he refuses to try them at first. Mm. Hence, don't knock it till you try it, is what you said there. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Or how or I like to, to kind of think of it is like, you should always try everything once. Yeah. No... All right. Well, All right. you've got an example. Tell, of tell something me something you wouldn't try, wouldn't try once. Well, I. It depends what we're talking about. I mean, I'm not talking about bestiality or something like just general things. So we're talking about within the confines of the law. Yeah. You try everything once. Yeah. But what if you know for a fact that you won't like it? But that's not a fact, because you. What are you basing that on? Well, I I put it this way. I knew I wasn't going to like sushi. Tried it. <laughs> Don't like sushi. I knew prior to that. I no, was like, I know had, I'm not going to like that. You had an assumption. No, okay. I, 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 div- I formulated an opinion on my taste and everything else my whole life and thought that little bit of raw fish yeah. is not going to suit me. And I was I was right. Okay. <laughs> but you're an interesting case study because there's not many things you do like. Yeah, you have the most racist stomach I've like, ever met. Can you, Thank can you list for me stomach. List me. Can you just give me a list now of the things you like? I don't like... No, not what you no, don't no, no, like. No. What do you like? Because that's, that's a much shorter well, list. Well, I'm passionate about certain things. Yes, I've got a pretty... I'm pretty straight down the line when it comes to my palate. I like Italian food. It's probably my favourite. Um... What else do I like? When it comes to to alcohol, I like beer and you know scotch and bourbon. You know, I like mu- I'm pretty pretty straight down the line when it comes to music. I like rock and roll. I think the best music's been made. You know, I you will never see me at an FBI concert. You know, you will never see me strolling about with that crowd. Um, no disrespect, to them, but I just think it's a wank. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, I do know yeah. what I like. That's your online dating profile, right there. Yeah, That's there you great. go. Thank God I'm taken. I tell you what. <laughs> but look, so like, there you go. List done. That was it. Um, <laughs> was that it? Yeah, that is kind what, of short. What he likes. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing else. But the, the thing is, right? Like, let's you know, and at the FBI crowd. Yeah, I'd probably go to one of them. Lucas would go to one of them. Probably has yeah. been. We've been to one of them, but. You like us. I do. So, like, that's me. Like, give it a go. Don't trust our judgment. 
I think what it is is I'm a little bit older than you blokes as well, so don't forget that. Um, I'm not. I'm not in the market. <laughs> All right, grandpa. Yeah, jeez. Look, I've got my brings mates. it up and up. I've got my mates. Feels like he's sixty. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm not looking for new experiences. I'm, I'm very happy. With my you're older retired, days. are you? You're done. Well, I just, I don't know. You don't think there's a pretentiousness to that scene? Yeah, but oh, that's not that's not the point I'm trying to make. I'm like, well, you can get past the pretentiousness, like by becoming. Some people are there to be seen. <laughs> some people just want to know. Some people want to try some new music because I've listened to Oasis definitely maybe like hundreds of times. How many more times can I listen to it without listening to something else? Can I, I, funny, I listen it's funny, to? It's funny you bring that up because I was actually cranking it this morning. And yeah. It's still good. <laughs> it no, never stops being there's, good. There's no need for new stuff. Mate, I listen to, to best music's been made. I spent like I spent like about two weeks at work listening to the Rolling Stones discography for you. And you're a better, and you're a better man for it. I am. I am. I, I thoroughly enjoy the Stones, but I didn't know I did. But I, I listened to you. I gave it a go because I wasn't going to say no. I don't like them without at least listening to a song first. But did you not maybe look at me and think he's very very discerning? He's not going to recommend something that's not like a dud. No, because you've got a lot of duds. Name one of my... That's a good point. Whenever I put you onto something bad, name one thing that I recommended that was bad. Put me on the spot. To be continued, next week I'm going to have a list. It's going to be longer than a list of things you like, and it's going to be a list of things that you're... (laughs) Suggested to me. I honestly can't fault him. I can't think of... But the problem is you've got nothing to recommend because exactly. you yeah, listen to two bands yeah, I know. and you eat two things. So what, you, you can't go wrong. You, I know. But, you know, these personal jabs aside, what I the reason why I picked that, first of all, you need a Sam in your life to force you to do new stuff. The second point who's is... A, who's Sam? I don't know, from the Dr. Sam I am. Oh, Sam, I was going to say, he's my brother, but he's, he lets me do what I want. <laughs> but like, if you want a topic of food, this is, this is 100%. My sister, she refuses to eat anything. Like she just thinks she knows what she likes. You know, like I'm pretty sure her diet's worse than yours. It's like bacon, chicken chips, and V, oh, and cappuccinos. Like it's terrible. And I remember one Christmas, you know, at some relatives spread on the table kind of thing. You know what looks exactly like chicken? Turkey. Yeah. She's picked up the turkey, had no dry, idea. Though. Yeah, had no idea, but refused. She openly said before, she's like, I hope so-and-so doesn't have the turkey, you know, but there's probably nothing that I want to eat, blah, blah, blah. She's eating the turkey. And me and my other sister and mum were having a great time because we knew exactly what was going to happen. And we wait till she finished and then we like dropped the bomb on her. Like, you know, you just ate turkey. And she was livid. She's like, no, I didn't. Like, just refused to believe that she could like something even after the fact that she thought her mind was made up. And that's, I think, the point in this thing is, like, you don't know what you don't like unless you try it. But I, I disagree. I think sometimes you have a really strong idea that you're not going to like something. But I know, I know, I take your point yeah, as well. Yeah, and you can. And that's, that's good if you know yourself and you're really at one with your palate or whether, whatever, or your musical taste or whatever, <laughs> whatever it might be. But no, it's not, I just don't enjoy rock and roll either. I mean, I, I like other types of music. I'm a fan of... Um, what did I say the other day? It was good. I'm, look, I've been listening to a bit of Amy Winehouse. You know, I mean, I've got a, I've got some taste. I've been rapping he, a bit lately. But he, here's my yeah, theory: yeah, yeah. <laughs> grinding, grinding. <laughs> Ice cube. Yeah. yeah. Got puck in the next room. Here's my theory: though, I'm trying stuff. I love trying new stuff. 
Even because if I hate it, it's going to make me appreciate something I already like more. So I feel like there's nothing wrong with trying something new. I'm a massive uh, fan of it and I advocate it, especially when it comes to food. Like I don't think there's anything worse than you going to a, a fancy restaurant and you're with someone and they're ordering like the spaghetti bolognese. I'm like, come on, like live a little. Well, sometimes oh you my might God, be look, at, look at you. <laughs> Look at you. Sometimes you might crave a spag bowl though. No, that's, there's nothing wrong with spag bowl. I love spag bowl. But like if you're like, all right, here's a pet hate. When you go to a restaurant that specializes in something, let's say, for example, a steak place and you order fish, what are you doing to yeah. yourself? Yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree with but that. Because, and, and that because and that, the person who does that in that case is because, you know, they only like fish. They're not going to eat anything else. Then don't go to the fucking steak restaurant. But well, they go, go there still and go to the steak restaurant. No, nah, they're going there to be annoying. <laughs> they're going there specifically <laughs> to annoy you. To annoy me because I didn't want to try anything. Look. But, all right, so I take your point. When was the last time you tried something that was out of the box that you'd never done before? When was the last time you tried something out of the box? Of the box. Come on, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's trying. dead air, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, this is Risa who's been championing. <laughs> Just try getting you know living outside the square. Well, it's the same dead air we heard when you try to list the things you like. <laughs> Got one. Went to the ballet. <laughs> About late, very late last year. Um, loved it. Enjoyed it. Didn't think that was something I would enjoy. And I. Why didn't I, you think you'd enjoy it? Because it wasn't a. Uh, I'm just game not a sport. Oh no! Well, dancing isn't a sport, but that's another argument we can have. But. Um, no, I just, I, I, my sisters danced when they were younger. So my only experience with ballet, and apart from watching Black Swan or Center Stage on TV, was was that. And I just didn't enjoy watching them. Mm. So I didn't know that, I, I didn't think that I would enjoy watching a grown-up professional version of that. But I went along and I was, I was mistaken. And I, I had a great time. It is good like that. I mean, that's great that you went. I've, you know, I mean, I've got to be honest, I'm not... Um, completely in the dark when it comes to culture. I've been lucky enough to have some wonderful experiences. Um, when I was 18, so I went to London and my great auntie and uncle, I don't know if I've told you this, but basically my uncle, great auntie, or great uncle, was um, he was in the London Philharmonic Orchestra. He was a double bass player. And that's a big deal. That's a, that's a pretty big thing to be in that orchestra. And basically 18-year-old kids sort of, you know, Straight off the plane from Kiama, listen you know, to South Coast. Oasis. Well, Blink One Eighty Two at that time, you know, even worse. <laughs> but um, you know, get off after cranking all the small things, and I'm sort of in this in central London, and I think probably I might have even been the Royal Albert Hall or something, something you know, right, unreal. You stop you dropping know. all these names. Continue yeah, the story. No, yeah. So I'm sitting next to Elton John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but we I go into this thing and I watch this performance, and it goes for a couple of hours, and I'm sitting with my great auntie. And I knew it was a, an unbelievable performance, unbelievable piece of music, but I mean, it was something that I'd never seen before, never really heard before. And I knew it was good, but I didn't, like there was a guy, you know, when the performance finished, a guy stood up in front of me, he was in tears. He was, and the, and the standing ovation, I'll never forget, it went for about 20 minutes. I was literally, I was, my hands were sore at the end of it, you know, and it was just a wonderful experience. You could have that exact same experience if you just, you know, tried a bit of sushi. Well, see, I mean, I don't think I'm going to get that experience down at the FBI concert, you know, in Redford. Like, there is, there are limits. You've really got something against the FBI, haven't you? Yeah, you? 
Jeez. Well, I don't. I don't. It's just I'm just not their demo. I'm too old. I'm too old. Radio station, mate. They're just 29. I'm not. I'm not putting the boot into FBI. 101.7 is the station you just need to get on. Classic hits. Nothing but gold. So get into that. All right. Um, All right. Come on, give us a bit of a voice. Evening, ladies and gentlemen. A bus station is where a bus stops. A train station is where a train stops. On my desk, I have a workstation. Mm. Now, I mean, that to me seems like a bit of a joke. Is that a joke? <laughs> sounds like a joke. It's sort of saying, I don't mean that you stop. That's work, it. Work stops at I his think it, desk. Yeah, I think it's a bit of a. Oh, it's the irony of calling a, a workstation a workstation where everything else related to something station is where something stops. Oh, so it's not a joke. It's it's just pointing out it probably shouldn't be called a station. It yeah, be called a. I think I, that's what I'm getting from it. I think yeah. you know by referring it to a bus station where things stop and. They also start as well. Same as a train station. Why would you call a work station when that's where you're supposed to be doing stuff constantly? But well, it's, it's meant to be a joke, isn't it? It's, isn't he saying work stops at my at my desk? I think it's I just don't do any work. It's just that's what he's saying. It's back to last week again, aren't we? I think, <laughs> on. I think it's. I think it's. it's is that be, is that Freudian from you? <laughs> I think it was though. No, I, to be honest, this one came from um, anonymous. <laughs> There's a reason why the bloke didn't put his name to it. One of the callers. It's one of your own. This is what you should be doing all day. The listenership. Justifying laziness, again. <laughs> Mate, I'm not justifying laziness. I think I can relate to this bloke because there's an irony in making you, I guess, sit at one place to try and be um, productive. And I guess it totally depends on what industry and what job you're doing. But whatever, whoever, you know, it could be bloke or, or, or woman. Or what thing? Robot. That's political correctness. Yeah, I reckon it's like, you just could be anything. All <laughs> basic. Yeah, well, uh, you know, such a sensitive world these days. But wherever this came from, <laughs> I think they're either annoyed at the fact that they're confined to a certain area. And they're expected to to do whatever it is they do well. When how are you supposed to how are you supposed to do that when you you kind of like in a prison? Oh, so it's hard to be productive with parameters put on you, or do you mean physically being unable to move in some sort of box at a desk? It makes it harder. Well, if, you, if, if, you, if you can send emails and make phone calls while you're trekking up a mountain, by all means, I'm sure the workplace would be fine with it. But, but I, I think mean, I think physically. And, and and mentally, you can be confined by a work. So like you're talking about traditional, you know, like cubicles, kind of thing. That's that is depressing. That's, 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 that's a limitation for creativity. Yeah, imagine like imagine the work, remember those old school. Maybe this is you like, see on the old films where people literally sit in cubicles, mm. literally, and they're yeah. separated from their colleagues. That would be that would be weird. There's probably people still doing that. Yeah, and that's yeah. Like, we don't know where this actually came from. So does the workstation? confine your mind as well or is it is it the workplace or the workstation confining like keeping you out of motion yeah like a bus coming to a halt is there too many restrictions a business has a way of doing certain things and you can't work outside that yeah I'm like a caged chicken a caged chicken yeah well that's one of the I could be a lot more tastier if I was free range Tasty, obviously, on the, being, on the being a metaphor for my and activity. What, what would you do if you were free range? I'm finding it hard to 
So I'm myself as a chicken. I'm, um. just, I'm just gonna little metaphor. <laughs> what? Little, little metaphor. So, cage chickens, big organisations. Is that fair to say? Yep. Big organisations. Um, uh, free range. You're small, independent. Startup, yeah, entrepreneur. Um, you'll, um, your own, your yeah, own yeah, business, yeah, yeah. sole proprietorship. That's yep. okay. That's hard to see it, and I guess like. So many, so many differences between both. You can talk about happiness, but like, are you we're always, big, 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 it's hard for a big business to to be innovative. I, I believe. I find like most innovations are made from smaller, niche kind of groups of people or or, or companies or businesses. Even if there is innovation within a big company, it's usually a very small team project group. R and you know R and D kind of like whatever it is is making these innovations for these big companies, but if not the most like you know inventions and that kind of stuff, they're usually founded by an individual who's kind of working on you know their own timeline, their own parameters. Yeah. Um, or it's like a, a, you know it's a group of people. You know, like you know, that's why universities are really good for whatever it be like medical breakthroughs or technological innovations and stuff like that because you know they, they foster kind of a freedom in a way where they're not like a traditional going back to the thing like a workstation and like a they, they have to do this at this place that being a workstation or a desk or, or, or yeah I, I think it's part of the it's part of the nature of the beast that as an organization gets bigger and bigger there's more layers to it and mm. that makes doing things off the cuff a little bit difficult yeah, you're, you're a caged animal at your desk. A chicken, if you choose, if that's what you see yourself as. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you could have picked a lot of animals, but yeah. you've gone with the chicken. Um, you're sitting there like a battery By the way, I don't give a fuck if my chicken's in a cage or not. Like, I'm eating it. Is that, yeah. is that got, another metaphor? You just no, no, no. Like, you are the chicken. I just, you know, I'm just, just got annoyed. So or, this is or, off. On a, on a, <laughs> this is off work. This, this is, is just, totally off work. This is purely your thoughts on purely, chicken. I mean, oh, this chi- is your f- actual. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 this is not work related. This is not work related. This is just you just fucked up or this yeah, argument yeah. I had the other day. Like they're literally bred to be eaten. I don't care if they're in a cage or not because the end result's the same. Well, they're going to get eaten. Well, you wouldn't want them to be comfortable. Pride. I know they're don't, bred to be eaten, but don't give a fuck about how my chicken feels. As long as it's tasty, and like I know it's the up- cold, man. I don't reckon the chicken <laughs> gives a shit if you feel caged at your desk either. <laughs> yeah. Poor Reese, yeah, ch- ch- poor Reese. I want him to be comfortable You're before he eats yeah. me. Chicken's not tuning into this podcast, and that's why I'm at the top of the food chain. I fuck the chicken. I don't yeah, but you're not. That's it. the pro- that's the point of this thing. You're not at the top of the food chain. You're in a cage. You're a caged chicken at a desk, and the guy who's not in the cage, he's you know, the farmer. Yeah. And if you escape from f- your cage, if you start your own little farm, <laughs> mate, so well, whoever's above you is the farmer or the head chicken. I don't know. You started this metaphor. Mate. Like, no, I'm, 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 I'm like, talking about after eating kernel, chicken and you brought it back to me being a chicken. Because you started off with you being a chicken, then you started talking about eating chicken and that confused the shit out of me because I was picturing probably... you as a chicken gnawing <laughs> on your own so, wing. So you have no empathy for animals you have no empathy for things that are locked in cages when this started off with you <laughs> and being you annoyed mean, by being locked in a cage and, you, and, you, and it's not even a real cage it's a metaphorical it's a metaphorical cage well, we it's not need a real better cage. metaphors because I it's and you want us to feel sorry for you locked in a metaphorical cage and you don't give a shit about something locked in a real cage yeah, because, that's, because yeah. I, <laughs> that's the point that's the problem no, because yeah. I'm not maybe I am there for the same end goal as someone who's not locked in a cage 
So you you value yourself higher. You you're more important than a chicken. I mean, that's that's all <laughs> yeah, I have to say. Absolutely. I think I'm a little bit more important than a chicken. Are we, but are we talking about like actual poultry, or are we still talking about chicken? I'm actually talking about chicken. Maybe a chicken wrote this idiom. Chicken. Like <laughs> you said, it could have been anything. Could have been, yeah. could have been the chicken. Yeah. Chicken just scraping in, in, fog- in their cage with their, Who wrote their that? talons. Foghorn Leghorn. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's got a. This got that, out of hand. He's got a bone really. Quite literally. Yeah, really. So you really don't care about the well-being of animals that are raised, even, I mean, yeah, to provide food and stuff like that, but you couldn't give a shit about that? What about fetuses ripped from a, you know, like a veal? I love veal. Yeah. Veal's delicious. (laughs) That's delicious, but it's a fetus. I love lamb. Are you sure veal's a fetus? I think it's like, it's very young. I think veal's baby lamb, but it's been born. No. Well, that's lamb, isn't it? No, lamb's a baby. Lamb's a baby um, sheep. Yeah, but so that's then, veal. Oh no, veal's baby cow, isn't it? Yeah, but that'd calf be a calf, wouldn't it? Baby animals. But it's been born. It's not a baby fetus. animals. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> no, but I, I, no, no, I watched a documentary. <laughs> yeah, there's this horrible documentary about them actually ripping them out of there beforehand. It sounds like a in some abattoirs in the baby. US, that sounds like a cesarean. <laughs> C-section. 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 Baby animals are the most delicious animals. Let's leave it there. <laughs> yeah. And let's go on to chickens. Baby animals. Let's get back to you being in a cage. No, so let's not talk about me. I'm talking about chickens. Uh, you are the chicken. You're I'm the chicken. chicken. You're in a cage. No one's eating. So, okay, once you escape from the cage, you'll how are you start get, doing your own thing. How are you going to get out of the cage? How? Yeah. Because um, I tell you what, those chickens don't get out. Those chickens don't get out of the cage. Yeah. So you stuck in the cage? So you've accepted your fate as being. Cage chicken. What do you need? I don't to do think to I'm in a cage. Do a metaphorical cage. No, but I don't think I'm in a physical cage. What That's you need you, to, get so out, in a, to get a out of a station. Cage. I'm, I'm in an emotional cage. The reality is to get out of those cages, right? You need to take risks. You need to have big ideas, and you need to get lucky. Mel Gibson, yeah. chicken run. Chicken run. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wallace and this idiot is confusing me with all these chicken references. <laughs> yeah. We're trying to have like a great metaphorical conversation here. I know. I can't keep up with these fucking chicken. I'm trying to think of another chicken movie, Babe. It's a pig movie. It's a it? pig movie. There's got to be a chicken in there somewhere. <laughs> There's a duck. There's a duck. Good enough. Um, um, Penny, Penny. There yeah, you go. Anyway, there we go. Moving on back to the cage. So you're onto something there. The cage. Yeah. No. You, Continue. You, you mean, are you gonna? Ch- I mean, because take risks. It depends. Like I'm not too bothered about the cage as long as I'm sort of doing things outside of work, like creative and yeah, you know that sort of stuff. And I feel like I'm keeping that side of my brain ticking over. Look, I, I like the comfort of a salary. You know, I don't. You know, I don't work uh, live to work. I work to live. As I mean, I couldn't think of anything more stressful than sort of thinking. You know, f- forget this. I'm going to start my own business. I'm going to. I'm going to take out loans. I'm going to refinance the house. I'm going to go all in here. You know that, and I'm going to work. Yeah, each each their own. But I think, well, as you were saying, like, God, like when we made this whole thing a metaphor about chickens, and you said, "What well, you mean, we? <laughs> <laughs> you did." Probably just not speaking to <laughs> Um And you said, you know, for to be able to get out of the cage, you need to take risks. You need to be you know, daring and bold. Mm. Any other adjective or yeah. synonym for those words? Well, well done. Yeah, <laughs> lightly seared. Yeah, salmonella. <laughs> Um, no, but the thing, and bringing it back to to the saying is, people at workstations are traditionally the ones that aren't going to do that. Okay. Um, and I think if you're in a workstation, it doesn't foster an environment would make you want to. Yeah, 
sort of see what you're saying. So you're saying a lot of that, um, a lot of insanely successful people are almost in desperate situations before they're successful. Because you do hear about it. It's people starting startups and, you know, yeah. down on their luck and J.K. Rowling scribbling down Harry Potter on a train on the, on the back of a napkin. Yeah, so you're forced to nah. the, Yeah. Because definitely about that, but that's... That's totally opposite what I was saying, but it makes sense. What do I was trying to say is like people in glass houses don't throw rocks. Do you so think, in the Harry, glass. Do you think Harry Potter would have been better if there was a chicken in it? <laughs> should, should J.K. Rowling... I'm, I'm leaving. No, look, if you stop thinking of the cage as a cage and think of it as a net, <laughs> a safety net, that's a different perspective. Don't. You're just going to twist you, it. You're going to get him onto fish. <laughs> or not. No, no, no. no. Like, think of yourself as a bloody as a, acrobat. As a salmon. <laughs> think of yourself as a beautiful silver group. And like the fish, look, I'm trying to turn it positive. Fish don't love nets. That's like that's horrifying well, for them. I can't imagine why they would. No. So that you're a, you're an acrobat and there's a safety net below you. It's not a cage, it's a net. Because what you were saying before, you like having a salary and you're like, yeah. you know, it's protection. You you feel caged, but at the same time, you feel safe because... So you see a workstation as a safety net. Yeah. That's another way of seeing... Yeah, I yeah, see what Luke's saying. The fan. Luke's, still... saying, Luke's saying the cage could be seen as protection as well. Because if you're outside that cage, but the it... fox might get you. Well, yeah, without the yeah, without the cage protecting you, that's what the cage is for, right? Yeah. So you don't run off like yeah. into the wilderness with no clue and get eaten by a fox. Yeah, I mean, if you could, you could get out of that cage. You, yeah, you might start something brilliant, but yeah, your model. You don't know where you're going. Slumped at Central Station, asking me and Luke who are off to our positions in companies that pay salaries for money. And I'd say, mate, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll take the cage. <laughs> <laughs> Get you some lunch.